Hi, are you a gifted or twice exceptional adult who feels a bit stuck in your journey? Do you have goals and dreams which you would love to achieve, but you don't know where to start or feel a little bit overwhelmed? Or maybe you have a thousand ideas, 500 projects, and get distracted by your own thoughts and would love some support on focus and accountability? Whatever gets you stuck, I wholeheartedly believe that gifted and twice exceptional specific coaching will help you unleash your power so that you can be your most authentic gifted self. I recently embarked on my journey on becoming a gifted and twice exceptional coach. So if you are interested in working with me one-on-one, please reach out via email at hello at giftedunleashed.com or you can find more information about my coaching offers on the website giftedunleashed.com forward slash coaching. I would love working with you and I would love to get you unstuck. So please reach out and let's get started. Hello and welcome to Unleash Monday, where we talk about the brain, especially the gifted brain, and how does it affect our thinking and experience of the world differently. There are a lot of stereotypes and stigma around giftedness, and I'm here to challenge those. I'm here to raise awareness and to have a conversation around this topic of what does it mean to be a gifted adult. Common experience among gifted folks is that they feel out of place. They don't quite fit in. They are too sensitive, too intense, too emotional, too overexcitable, and too deep thinkers about the world and about themselves. So if you have been called too much of about anything, then this show is for you. My name is Nadia. I'm too loud, too colorful, too bubbly, too bossy, and I love to talk too much. So welcome to my world, and I'm so happy you are here. Hi, and happy Monday. I'm so excited you are here. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I hope you also feel inspired by Mondays like I do. This is one of the reasons why I call my show Unleash Monday, to kind of indicate this new beginning of like a new week when you finally realize you have a term for something that you always felt was a little bit off. (laughs) So basically, once you realize, oh, I am neurodivergent, and this is why. And so it felt like a Monday to me. And so that's why I call the show Unleash Monday, because we're going to unleash our new find awesomeness. That sounds a little bit far-fetched. But anyway, I just feel once you learn about your own neurodivergence, it's kind of a tiny fresh start. Maybe it's a big fresh start. Maybe that Monday falls on a New Year's as well, but maybe it's just a regular Monday. Anyway, today I have a very exciting guest for you. She's a dear friend of mine, and... She will share her story of how she found out that she is indeed a gifted adult and how it kind of like opened her eyes and gave her a new perspective on who she is and also reflecting back on her life where her roadblocks were in her journey and how this newfound realization of being a gifted adult kind of empowered her and gives her new drive and sets her up for a a new adventure. So I'm super excited to have Natasha Hydra today on the show. She's my friend and I hope you enjoy this interview. The reason why I'm sharing kind of these gifted stories for my listeners to be able to relate from these 
you know, everyday regular people that suddenly find out, oh, wow, I'm actually gifted. And this is why I had issues with relationship, or that's why I had issues with my boss, or that's why school didn't feel that comfortable, even though if you're gifted, you're supposed to be the poster child in school. But as we know, not everybody that is gifted has it easy in school. So this is why I do invite people that just share their gifted story. Some of my guests share their professional gifted story, and you will get the whole picture by listening each and every episode. So I'm excited you're here. And thank you so much for your trust. And without further ado, here's Natasha. Welcome, Natasha. It's such a pleasure to have you. I'm also so excited. Yeah. Especially because, of course, I'm a big fan of your podcast. So to be here now as a guest is a complete honor and totally nerve wracking. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And no need for any nerves. It's just a normal conversation that we're going to have, like we have weekly. So for all of you listening, Natasha and I, we met at an online course for creative entrepreneurs. And I joined this program last year because I wanted to get my podcast up and going. And in this amazing course, we had accountability groups. And Natasha and I are in the same accountability group. And we've been meeting once a week for the last year. So that has been incredible. And when I first tapped into this topic of giftedness, I took Marie Elaine Jacobson gifted adult book there's this checklist in the front where she asked the readers are you a gifted adult and I took this test and I was like well doesn't everybody tick all the boxes exactly I used this accountability group a little bit as guinea pigs I mentioned that this is from the book so I sent this out asking people just to fill out this form to see if there's a trend And Natasha was kind enough to fill out this form and ticked almost all boxes, let's put it this way. (laughs) And so I, not just by hearing your own story, but through this kind of sneaky way, sending this questionnaire around, I realized, Natasha, you might be one of those gifted adults. And for a year, I've been pestering you. (laughs) topic listen to what I'm saying and you did but before we get into your journey do you remember like the first time we met and I mentioned my topic what went through your head do you remember like if I said oh my topic is gifted adults I want to create a podcast did you understand what I was saying did you have prejudice or Did you make any connections to yourself? I did not make any connections to myself, but right away I thought like, whoa, this is interesting. And that's because I was always interested in human behavior, I guess, and why do we do things? And I already was going to therapists. It was also introspective. Like, why do I do things? Why do I feel things? So when you talked about giftedness, I thought like, oh, this is interesting because I heard a little bit about it. My information came from TV and films. So of course, right away, I went to someone that's very highly intelligent, oddly intelligent. So I was fascinated, but no, I did not uh, make the link to myself. I did not think it was crazy. No, I thought it was, I thought like, yes, 
That's what I thought. Like this is, yeah, because it sort of, it, it did tinkle something in me. That's why when you started to do the podcast, I was very interested in listening to it. Yeah. So when I first told you, oh, <laughs> Natasha, I think you might be one of us. How was your reaction? Did you immediately embrace it? Immediately <laughs> embraced it. No, I did not. Well, I have to say, I'm not sure when you actually said well, it, it went very gradually, right? You sometimes just in our conversation, you were talking about how much you were learning every time and that you started to see it in the people around you. And then you sort of said like, yeah, just like you. And then you went on, you know, though it was just little pricks here and there. But I have to say, of course, before you really, really sort of told me, Natasha, please go and check this out because I really do think you are. It was already after... I think a period where I also learned from you that giftedness is not just high intelligence, it's not just having a high IQ. So already you took me on this journey where you taught me, or just like the other listeners, it's so much more. So in that sense, I could sort of relate a little bit. I didn't embrace it completely, but just a little bit like, oh, maybe, nah, nah, maybe, nah. So I guess that's how it first went. But I guess it really was listening to your podcasts because I, I always, you know, love, I'm, I'm one of those people who devour many different kinds of podcasts. I uh, listened to your podcast and while I was doing that, I started to recognize more and more of myself and it started to give me answers to questions that were struggles, I would say, that I had for such a long time. And yeah, so very slowly the light <laughs> went on in a way. And I guess it took like a breakdown, which I had in our group to sort of really switch the light on, I guess. And really started to read. Yeah, I also started with Mary Elaine Jacobson, The Gifted Adult. I love that book. And uh, yeah, to really, for it to really hit home, I guess. And I'm taking so long to introduce you <laughs> and how you got into the topic, because that's really what I hear in my surrounding is people that I feel are gifted should embrace it because it could help them. And you're this one example of people that, you know, resisted, as I saw it a little bit for months. And as you said, there was a breakdown and we can talk about this later on. And then you're embracing it and it just helped you so much. And I just want to emphasize for the listeners that feel maybe they could be, but how can they be? I was never good in math. I was never good in school. You're such a beautiful example of one of those gifted women only realizing in the middle of life how that affected your whole journey. Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit your journey? Like, how was it for you in school? How did you grow up? So that people can really relate and see like, oh, you were not that genius in school. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Oh, well, you know, we also have to say I'm in the middle of, of I feel like this storm of emotion and, and still finding things out. And one of the things is that I now, with all this new information, I'm looking at my life. And part of it is my school life. I just grew up in just the suburb of Rotterdam in, in Holland. And in school, I was thinking back, like, was it, but I just cannot really remember 
doing homework? Of course, I did homework. But I'm saying this because normally I would not say this, but because I'm looking at it now with the eyes of this information I got for gifted adults, right? So uh, normally I would probably remember different things of my school life, but now I'm looking at it like, okay, was I was I smart? Was I not smart? I, I guess I, I was just always just making the best of any situation. So I have good memories of school, but I, yeah, I don't, like now thinking back, it's like, oh, maybe that's quite weird, you know, that I do not really have that much memories of making any homework and just getting on. And then in high school, I guess, it's called middelbare school in Dutch. We have, I guess, three or four phases there. So it's from 12 years on. There, the matter became a little more difficult sometimes, but there's also this system that after you get all the different subjects, you've get in the beginning of the year, you get all the subjects. And then after a few years, you have to choose four besides Dutch and English. So all the things that were a little bit more a struggle, I could just drop. So I could just take the ones that, you know, that fit me. So, but I did fail my exam year, which was totally crazy. And also thinking back now, I was thinking about it this morning, like maybe it was also that that year, maybe I also never really, I found out like to, to pass an exam, I had to do a little more work. <laughs> but at that time, it was never an idea of I'm smart or not, not at all. I guess there was never, it also frustrates me, I have to say, because I mean, what I want to say is there was no program around me that I ever was aware of for different levels of intelligence. We have like a system in Holland, which is called MAVO, HAVO and VVO. Uh, it's like gymnasium is on the highest. So you have more like that, but it also had to do with the amount of work you wanted to put in. And I just really enjoyed playing. So that's why I went to the middle. Anyway, so after I went to the academy, art academy but again I kind of went where the wind blew how you say that it's just where the wind took me it's sort of something came you know I really wanted to go to acting school I was too young for that and then I was also drawing a little bit so my mom said oh maybe you should do the art academy so it never really was my choice that much and it never really was anything you know yeah no one ever including me ever thought yeah, any different of, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's weird. It's weird to me a little bit that nothing, that everything just happened unintentional. So on the other hand, I am forever grateful that I came to the Art Academy because I have struggled always with a sort of form of, I didn't know how to pronounce it, that I was feeling often the old one out, often alone, actually. That's my feeling and my memory of my, from early childhood is always feeling alone or sad or not accepted. So that has been going through that whole phase. So when I came to the academy, I do feel like there was some kind of weird awakening happening there. I also had to do the first year second time. So that was also sort of again like, huh? but the moment I also went out of the house, get a place for myself, I I just flew because then I met 
peers. I met people who also, because at the art academy, of course, suddenly I was able or was taught also, but also able to communicate my feelings or things I found interesting that were a lot of things. And I always saw these connections, but other people thought like, it's not, you know, who cares about those things. But then at the academy, that was interesting. That was fine. That was actually what you should do. That was this new language I was getting, but also I felt very comfortable with already. And so that was great. Then I was at the Art Academy and also in the Art Academy, I started that fashion department. I think also a little bit, well, you're a girl, just go there. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but I feel like there was a lot of traditional expectations of me. So, okay, then if you go to the Art Academy, do that. So there I quickly thought like, no, what I really like is not so much making fashion. I love that too. No negative things about that, but it was not enough. I was much more interested in why do people dress things? Because it's like your, it's, it's your skin, right? It's like the way you express yourself. So that was what really ignited fire in me again. So I was much more interested in the codes and the subcultures and the things around it. So I sort of doubled with the audiovisual department, which is like video. And then you have like much more tools to express yourself. And then being able to do an exam, you really had to choose and really go into one of those subjects. So then I thought like, no, then I went in the end, graduated at the visual arts department, which was, you know, you, that you can choose any discipline to, to express your ideas with. So that's the journey there. But again, it was like, you know, I never was that, it was, yeah, it wasn't that strange, you know, I just wanted to do a lot. And after the academy, I very quickly, already in my final year, I started to organize exhibitions. And then after I started to organize festivals, events, exhibitions. So a lot of my artistic work went into making exhibitions, like I said, and publications. And I, so it, it went a little bit away from me working as an artist, making art into facilitating art or finding a lot of artistic freedom in making exhibitions and events like that or programs like film programs or so yeah looking back it also provided me with a huge network very wide because I did film I did radio I did well like I said festivals art music so it was great to work in Rotterdam and really feel like I was part of the also how you said the DNA of the of the city and also making the city, you know, like for a long time. Yeah. I was also a coordinator for the festivals in the city. And so it was a great, exciting feeling. And then I fell in love. I went on a trip to, uh, I have to say that there was something always missing. There was something in my gut that just didn't really fit. And I never really knew what I always felt like I'm doing so many things, but for some reason, I never feel really appreciated, I guess. And I'm also not satisfied. There's something missing. So there was like when I just quickly said I went on a trip was really also a moment like, okay, I should start listening to my gut more instead of again, oh, this is coming on my way. I'm just going to react to it instead of really having like a strategy. 
So I went on this trip to New Zealand by myself. And there I met a Dane, <laughs> someone from Denmark. And then I fell in love. And then, yeah, he was not ready to come to Holland. And I was very much always have been someone who was just aching for new stimulation, something new and something. So I just said, oh, I'm going there. And I did. And I jumped. But I jumped into literally the middle of nowhere because I'm in the middle of Jutland, so of Denmark, which is in the country. So I'm not even living in a town. I'm living literally on an old farm. So I always say like from city girl to country girl. And I guess looking back, because then suddenly my whole body and my whole being started to break, I would even call it. Did not know what was going on. Of course, I thought, well, it's because, you know, and it is. It is because I emigrated. It is because I left all my friends behind. I left my family behind. It is because suddenly I have no idea who I am here. Because, you know, like a a job is also part of your identity. Your friends is part of your identity. So many things are part of who you are. And you want to see mirrored, you know, we talked a lot about mirror, but you want, you know, it's, I never realized how important that was having uh, shared interests. So my whole being was really reacting in an extreme way, like getting sick physically, getting more and more depressed, if I'm honest, in uh, many periods. And just not really know like what, yeah, what the hell, <laughs> if I can say that, but what the, you know, what is going on? And um, I still think it's all of the above. It is the, the big part is, and, you know, I was always, it's it's a very bad joke, but it's, I always said like in the end, you know, now with the pandemic, the isolation that came with Corona and how people also had these severe reactions, emotional reactions to it. I always sort of say like, yeah, I've been practicing for this already a few years because I was suddenly isolated by own choice. That's of course is a very big difference, but nevertheless, but that's why I say about the breakdown is that I just did not know what to do with my, I did not understand really besides the language and the immigrant and stuff like that. I just did not, I could not get better. I could not find the root or something because I knew, I knew there was something. And then there was this course. First, it was Saskia the Fighter, an old friend of mine who asked me, you know, and uh, and I was very open to personal growth because I wanted to get better. And through her, we came to Made to Do This, the course by Kathy Heller. And I thought like, well, let's go for it. I need purpose. And that was one part of what that course was about is also finding your purpose. I struggled with that, by the way, but that's, that's another story. But the most important thing that came out of that really was our group, our accountability group. And also actually that what that course taught me but and the accountability group is positive. Like instead of this is not possible and how life is hard, it was about every idea that you had, how can we make it work or how could it work? The question was, uh, how could it work instead of what, you know, and it was a different environment. And then when we went on and suddenly I was in this safe surrounding with people, maybe also, and in a sense, you know, what I know now about giftedness in that sense, it's like crazy synchronicity, right? Is that we were put together 
is how that did click and how we were so able to be ourselves almost instantly, I feel. And through that, I also met you and you doing things with giftedness. And after a while saying you might be, and then I thought like, no, well, and then I also thought like, well, if that's so, maybe that's the thing. It's not only about, that's the thing that I've learned. It's not only about the label giftedness. That's really, is not that interesting. Because I remember also you talking about, oh, what should I call it? Blah, blah, blah. But it's about that it literally gave me so much answers to this lifelong of feeling lost and lonely and this extreme stress and anxiety that I had in this country where suddenly all my stimulation was gone, all my work and projects were gone, all my peers were gone, all the people where I could be myself were gone. And suddenly I was pushed again into this corner where they didn't ask for it, but my way of surviving is is a bit is is a too big of a word, but it's it's in a way it's the same is to change myself is to mirror myself to like what do they want from me? How can I adapt to this situation? Because this is what I knew, like this is the situation I should adapt, and then everything will be fine. Thank you so much for sharing and. As you said, like you were in a really bad place by the time you finally said, okay, it's kind of like, I feel you surrendered. You're like, okay, I'm in this bad place. <laughs> like nothing else seems to be working. Yes. Try Nadia's last resort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read that book she's been pestering me about yeah. for months. I think this is how I saw it from the other end was like, okay, I tried, you know, traditional therapy with somebody that wasn't Mm -hmm. specialized in giftedness, but it doesn't seem to be working that well. And I hope I can share this. You said the therapist opened all these cans of worms and let it sit Exactly. And yeah. you're like, oh my God, this is not helping. This is making no. the situation even worse. It did, it did, yeah. And I heard you and from my own research, listening to other gifted stories saying, I went to therapy and it didn't work till I found a gifted therapist, a gifted coach, a gifted professional. Yeah. And I urged you, please, please, please take this into account. And we met every week and already like two weeks later, you were like this beaming, bright, shining light. And I was like, oh my God, Natasha, what happened? What happened in those two weeks? <laughs> like, can you share for people that are hesitant that say like, oh, I don't know if I'm gifted, like the, the step reaching out to a professional labeling themselves, I might be gifted. I assume that was a really big step for you as well. But retrospectively I think one of the most important ones yeah definitely that's at least is how I feel now I'm of course hoping that this you know because I am 47 feeling 27 no but the reason I'm saying that is that I'm hoping to have the time but also to have you've lived your life one way you know and that that sticks of course or I hope I'm able to shed some things that are not so smart or 
for me. But I think I just opened up to it. I think it was just getting the information. I think the difference, one big, big thing I can say is shed your expectations or your your preconceived idea of what gifted is, because I notice it all around me still. And I had it too. And it's it's logical because this is how the world works. You know, everything is put in boxes and there's not too much information about it. It's only like the, the headlines. You only get the headlines. So it literally was that book that really you start to learn about what giftedness is and that it's so much more. And then I started to recognize myself in, for example, the sensitivity. I already looked a little bit in high sensitivity people before or high sensitivity but then it started to pile up like all these different characteristics i did the tests i did another test and another test you know like tests online not not an official assessment but like these are the characteristics of um, giftedness how much do you have and i almost ticked every one of them you know, so it took like about the 10th test that I thought, Natasha, you know, something is screaming in your face, you know, it's right in front of you and you're still looking around it. It's that's ridiculous also, but I don't know why, but the moment I embraced that and started because a lot of these books and also your podcast, actually, it calmed me down. It suddenly like, oh, this is something that has a lot of answers that I talked about before because the struggles I had within my relationship, just realizing, but because that's how I see giftedness. It's just, it is a different way of how your brain works. And I really still think sometimes I'm doubting, like, but doesn't everybody think this way? I really, come on, how is it possible? But because I think that way, I get hurt a lot. Because I don't understand why people are not as empathic or do not see certain things. Like, come on. And I also think when they don't, I think they do that too because they don't like me or they don't take me seriously. And that's my problem. It's not there, but still, you know, it can result into a lot of hardships. (laughs) And then finding, for example, out that if they do not if they literally cannot see certain things or they are not as engaged in the environment or whatever, it does not make them bad people, but it's just sometimes it's, you know, they have other priorities or, or there's certain things they just cannot see yet or do not see. No, it's not about yet. It's also certain things they just do or do differently. So in that sense, it gave me answers and it calmed me down because a lot of things I thought like, oh, I'm in such a bad environment. And then suddenly it was not always so bad. I learned to accept certain things. So in that sense, very quickly, it calmed me down. But I have to, I also wonder, I think they're different kind of people, right? Like I think I do follow under, is it called the gifted trauma? And I have not gone into that at all yet. So I don't know, except being someone who I think really fits that bill, but I'm still needing to go more into that. But that is, of course, a reason why I also reached out to a therapist that I also found on your podcast, Pascal, who was 
a therapist or I already thought like, okay, what I need to do is to get help, but now not go because I've had, I think about 10 therapists over my life, but now to go to someone with experience in giftedness and also to get an answer from her, like, am I really, you know, of course that's still because you just really, because I'm just not used to fitting into any box. So that's why it is also like, nah, you know, this is also, maybe it also fits the kind of people is because they're not, you know, used to fitting in anything. So I went to her and it's really nice because so often she says, oh, but that's very, you know, not all the time. It's not like, you know, it's not like a magic thing that makes everything better, obviously. But often she does say, oh, but this really fits the characteristics of, and this is maybe you're thinking in this way, and this is why this bothers you, but you can also look at it while you realize this. So having somebody really understands how your own brain works instead of having somebody just opening the can of worms exactly with but somebody that can really relate because she has the same journey and she's also sharing that on my podcast yeah and she also shares it also with me which I really love while we talk and I love that a lot but it's true like since I had that and because I had very sweet people over my whole life that tried to help me and and it's not like I was in total um, at all really in total breakdown mode at all, actually, it was just always this, like, why do I feel so lost? Why do I feel so lonely? It was focused on that. But these people, when thinking back, never really, yeah, I don't really see that much results. But also, and I also read it back, actually, in the books, is that I don't think I ever was really that honest, because I think the questions were never the questions, I guess, that I needed to be asked. And I also often made them feel happy. That's, again, my problem. It's something that I did or I developed in my life. But right now, also with Pascal, I really try to really sometimes say, when she says, how are you doing? Normally I would say, okay. And now sometimes I just try to say, you know, to be really honest and just very messy and totally confused. And I have no idea how I feel, but, and then this all, everything comes out just to be more honest. Anyway, my point is, I think it's very important that if you want answers or if you struggle and you're finding out that your brain fits the gifted brain, please, you know, don't waste uh, time and try to find a therapist that is experienced in that level. And for example, for me, I found her in Norway. That's one thing, of course, that this, you know, pandemic maybe ignited is a lot of online work. My point is that it it doesn't have to be in your town or in your vicinity. Hmm. Were you scared that giftedness would not be the answer that you could relate to what was said in the book because I hear that a lot people say I fit the description so well (laughs) as you said they probably haven't fit in a box their whole life now there's something they could actually relate to but then they're scared that somebody comes and says no you're not gifted this is not for you Taking it away from you, taking away the answer to basically everything, not everything, but like a whole chunk. I think you really nailed it on this one because I'm terrified. Yeah. 
because it is so emotional. It is such an emotional journey and it's so, it grabs the core of who you are. And yeah, I am terrified. Yeah, I really want to use that word because it also feels like there's a safety in it. I don't know. It's the first time I'm saying it now, but I'm thinking about it now. But there's a certain safety in it, a sort of warmth, a sort of home. Like this is where you, yeah, belonging, I guess. And even though I I haven't really reached out to others, but I, I haven't. But there is this something in there and it would feel devastating, yeah, if that would be taken away from me. On the other hand we'll all be fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, it's also not the answer to everything, right? In the end, we also have to be honest with ourselves. In the end, it's just about being honest with yourself, listening to yourself and being nice to yourself. And just really, you know, that's the important thing in everything, you know, a gift that does not provide anything more than that. It just says, okay, if this is how your brain work, then these kind of things work better for you. These kind of people work better with this kind of life works better for you. That's, of course, what it is. Yeah. So what I'm wanting to say or get to is also this whole notion that this external validation, like you're being afraid somebody comes and takes it away from you saying like pointing the finger at you saying you're not gifted. You don't get to use this term for yourself outside. But who and I think a lot of people, gifted people. If somebody else comes and says, I'm gifted, you're like, okay, I believe you. Like, yeah, there's no no need for me to doubt if you say yeah, that. Yeah. But for ourselves, it's so hard to say, I might be gifted. <laughs> and and then learning this actually, we don't need external validation. If this is the answers, and if we can work with people that fit into this gifted space and if I find people here that mirror me that makes me feel you know belonging and home and cozy why do we need external validation yeah it's interesting isn't it because we do all we all want yeah but also something I feel strongly about is the subject of shame this validation is also a little bit about the outside word, how they perceive what gift it is, how they do not understand or understand what it is, needing that from your friends, from your family, from your community at the same time. So of course I want that in a way, but on the other hand, my calm, my happiness right now, or what I, my happiness, it's a little much, but you know, the things that I really, what it gives me is only for myself. It has not anything to do with anything out there. So me getting an assessment and getting like a little plate on my wall and then telling my friends, you know, if I say I'm gifted and I go like gifted, that's high intelligence. Is that's always oh, that high intelligent. I don't think you're like that. By the way, this is not how my friends reacted. But <laughs> if someone reacts like that, that's what we dread, right? Like that people say, no, you're not. So, and then you have this little paper that says like, you see, I I got an assessment, but that's in the end, who cares? You know, in the end, it's about what this information, what this means to me, to a personal is how it helps me getting my life in order. And these people that might react like that, they're walking away again. So that's not, and also when we're on this subject (laughs) is that, There was another thing, and I understand it completely because I notice it, you know, the word, we use the word gifted and how people almost seem 
ashamed to say I'm gifted because there's so many people around us also like celebrities or anything. For some reason, they are starting to get more calm, feel more okay with saying that they got Asperger or autism or other things on the spectrum. But for some reason, it's like gifted is a is a too positive word or something. It's like when you say I'm gifted, like you're saying I'm better. I'm not. That's not the point. It's a different way my brain works. And there's only apparently, looking at the numbers, 5 to 10% in the world that have that. That's all it is. But I refuse to be ashamed. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want, you know, so I also right from the start, I started also sharing it and just, okay, this is my journey. I don't know where it brings me. But apparently when I read about this, when I look at the characteristics, I read all the books, 90% resonates with me. So that's it. And it makes me happy. And I think all this conversation about the words, and I understand it, like what to use and how to get people and how to, to get points across. But I think what's important just in life anyway is to stop feeling ashamed of who we are, especially when we are just trying to be good people. <laughs> And trying to do good, right, for ourselves and for others. So, no, I'm not ashamed. And yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. I love all that you're saying, and that's why we're friends. <laughs> I'm so proud, <laughs> we are. Natasha. I'm so proud because it's so funny. Like I hear you speak the words I spoke or I've been saying the last year, and now similar words coming out from your mouth. It's like. Mm -hmm. Oh, like somebody gets me. <laughs> like I feel validated <laughs> by your journey and oh, what good. you're saying. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for trusting my podcast, for trusting my guests, for trusting mm -hmm. yourself going mm -hmm. on the journey. Is there anything else you would like to share? Is there anything you want people on their journey to know? Something you wish you knew earlier? Oh, I know <laughs> makes me laugh because this is the question you always ask and so I should have known and I should have prepared and I didn't yeah <laughs> yeah trust yourself more yeah be yourself I guess if I would say be nicer to yourself and trust yourself and your instincts yeah because in the end you know it's Yeah, I think that is that is actually what I want to say. Like, trust your instincts. And it's hard because I'm still, you know, there's so many things that get you away from that. And finding out about this gift is not, does not suddenly solve that for me. But it definitely is trust your instincts. Just trust yourself and trust your instincts. Because looking back, they were always right. And I did not always react on them. And that's kind of self-doubt because especially maybe, maybe it also resonates a little more with giftedness is because you feel like things don't fit with how everybody else or a lot of people around you do it. You start to doubt that. Don't. Yeah. Don't. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. And I think a lot of the gifted experience, especially if you don't know you're gifted or you don't know what it means Deep down, there is something, right, that we don't quite fit in, that we have this urge to do things a little bit differently. And we get told over and over and over again, you need to do it mainstream. This is how it's done. This is how we always do it. Fit the box. So yeah. Why? But yeah. we have these instincts. We have these gut feelings telling us. Mm. And looking back or 
if we go against the stream, looking back, it's like, I'm glad I did. Yeah. And so there's meant advice from, I would say, neurotypicals, mm-hmm. you know, focus on one thing, do this, do that, do that. And then yeah. it doesn't really fit our own pattern. Exactly. Our own nature. Yeah. So I think, yeah, listening to your instinct and following passions, projects, ideas, just explore. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. So if people resonate with you and what you're saying, and if they want to connect with you, where can they find you? Well, they can find me via my website or on my Instagram at this moment. Well, but you're going to put it in the show notes, right? Yes, so I'm you can find it in the show notes and find me on Instagram. But I would love to, if someone wants to reach out, I really, really would love to get in contact. Yeah. Thank you so much, Natasha, for sharing your journey. I know it's been an emotional one, but I think like me, once you found out, you're like, oh my God, I need to share. I want to empower women. I want to, I want to empower humans because this has been such an important puzzle piece, I think, in like finding out who you are and also where your journey is going to go. And I'm just so excited to be your friend and watching you on the next steps you're taking towards, you know, Ditto. greatness. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a wonderful time and I hope you could get something out of this episode. Maybe you could relate to Natasha. Maybe you have somebody else that you think might profit from this show. So if you want to support this podcast and if you want to kind of help spread the word, then please share this podcast with your friend or somebody that you think might profit from listening. And you can also subscribe, rate and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. That will really help the algorithm and make it a little bit more accessible to the rest of the listeners who listen to podcasts and maybe should hear about giftedness in adults so that will really mean a lot and if you want to reach out if you want to share your own story if you just want to say hello if you want to be the first to know what's happening at Unleash Monday then you can go onto my website at unleashmonday.com you can subscribe to the newsletter I don't write that many newsletters so I won't spam you but just be on the lookout for if anything new is coming out you can also leave a comment there or you can write me an email at hello at unleashmonday.com I'm also on social media you can reach out on Instagram at unleash.monday for example so I hope you're having a good start into the week and You're unleashing your inner awesomeness. And with that said, I'm wishing you a wonderful day and I see you in two weeks. Bye.